Oh my goodness. Hey queen, you're listening to the official Hype Girl podcast with me as your host, Aaliyah Jade. I'm a girl obsessed with hyping people up. And let's be honest, life can be tough, but girlfriends are tougher. And when you forget just how amazing you are, I'll be right here to remind you. Not only will I give you energy, I'm going to keep it real while we fight those intermediate girls with tips, tricks, and tools to get out of your own way. Let's navigate this crazy world together, go after the lives we want, and find all of the rainbows through life's thunderstorms. If you're ready for some real talk and a whole lot of hype, then let's freaking go! What is up, my beautiful and good people? How are y'all living today? I'm so excited for today's episode. I actually just got finished dancing around my room to the year 3000 by the Jonas Brothers, wearing a Jonas Brothers t-shirt right now, and I recently went to their concert um, on October 16th in Tampa, and I lost my voice, okay? Um, I have not been to a concert since December 2019, and I am a huge concert enthusiast, And this is my first concert back since the whole COVID pandemic and everything. And I went crazy. I went ham. I had a great time. My voice is actually still suffering. You can't really tell right now. My throat is actually very dry, very scratchy. And if I like try to sing, it doesn't come out right. It's just, it's a mess. But I enjoyed myself, so no regrets, right? Not even a single letter. But I am so excited, like I said. Before I hop into today's episode, I just want to say thank you yet again, you guys. By the time this episode airs and it comes out, we have over 50 followers on Instagram. We're almost to 100 downloads of the podcast itself. We're like really close to 90. And it just makes my heart so happy. And I'm so grateful for every single person that puts me in their ears and their car, uh, just playing on their speakerphone. Like, thank you so much for listening to this right now. You guys, your unwavering support is amazing. And I love you so, 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 so much. Today, I want to talk to you about and hype you up on the topic of faking it, but also being authentic, and then also understanding and overcoming imposter syndrome. I just want to note this out here right now. Everything that I mentioned is something that I'm also working on. We are in this together, and I don't want you to think that I'm coming across like I have all the answers because I don't. And some of the things that I mention are more so that I need to start practicing. They're like fairly new of what I've learned, um, and I'm sharing that with you, but I haven't had the ability to put them into practice. So know that we're all on this journey together, and let's dive in. Okay, when it comes to faking it, yet still being authentic, there's actually no way to do both right like you can't really fake something and be authentic at the exact same time but sometimes it feels like you can get away with it right it feels like that's what you're doing Um, A large population of my audience that are listening right now follow me on social media. And so you guys see me as this positive, happy person, which I am. And that's like something I'm very grateful for and something that I've stepped into in these last couple of years. But I'm also kind of private. I don't share everything. And when it comes to relationships or family, it's really hard for me to share that kind of stuff. Even with mental struggles, I'm, I'm starting to learn now how to be a little bit more vulnerable and share what I'm going through. But even when I share what I'm going through, it's very surface level. I like to keep things private to my chest. I like to isolate. I like to deal with things on my own. I don't want to be a burden to other people. I don't know. Maybe you can relate to that in some instance. But for me, I feel like I'm I'm very much out there. I'm outgoing. I have this 
um, and in a, in a way, I have this presentation, or I have this. Um, at times, it feels like I'm kind of like on display, and I have this surface level of who I am that is being shown and put out there into the universe that everyone sees. And then at times, it feels like I'm faking it because not one single person understands me fully. Not one person knows everything about me, you know, except for God. And at times that makes me feel like a fraud, you know, it's just like one, I'm being shown one way, but I feel another. Um, And when I show up on the hard days, sometimes it feels like I'm faking it or putting on a facade for other people um, so that they will feel better. And then I'm not truly acknowledging how I feel. And so it's been a tricky song and dance, right? It's no secret that I've battled with depression, um, and at times I would fake things. I would say I'm fine, or I'm just tired, or I would say, um, or I would fake a smile. And I thank you so much to Ariana Grande for the song "Fake Smile," and it just says "F a fake smile," you know. And it's just like you're coming to a point of realizing, like, hey, I'm not feeling great. And that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. I love the way that this society is moving towards breaking the stigma, talking more about your mental health struggles or what is going on in your life and kind of just eliminating this like cloud or this cover on top of everything that humans go through and really just truly talking about it. Like, hey, we have these struggles and we're not alone, right? When I feel like I'm faking things, it's almost like the imposter syndrome. I feel like we all kind of deal with that at some point, and it can take many different forms, whether that's in the form of a job, like, am I qualified? Do I know what I'm talking about? Who am I to lead people, to be a manager, to be in this conference room? You know what I mean? And, and to be taken seriously, whether that's in like friendships, am I fitting in? Why would these people want to hang out with me? Whether that's with yourself, am I actually worthy of this? Like, I don't know, like, what am I doing? That's the imposter syndrome. I was listening to a training a few weeks ago, and I can't remember for the life of me who said it, but um, it was really profound in seeing that maybe that voice when we have our imposter syndrome and we know that there's something greater out there, that person we're envisioning of a greater life that we're living or the boss that we want to be or the leader that we want to be, um, the person that we truly crave to become the person who's more faithful, the person that's so strong they can take on anything, the person that cares so deeply about people, the person who volunteers on the weekends, you know, that kind of person. Maybe that person is our true identity and the person we are today is the imposter. What if we are the imposter and that voice that's in our head saying like, well, are you qualified? It's like, well, heck yes, you are. You're envisioning the person you're supposed to be. And right now you're not stepping up to that level. It's kind of crazy, right? I think the imposter syndrome comes with the comparison game and it comes with preconceived ideals, beliefs, or expectations. And it also comes with the fear of failure. I think the reason imposter syndrome comes up is because deep down, we don't feel worthy. We feel unworthy of where we are currently and where we're supposed to be or the the situations that we're in, in terms of like, if we're talking about a job, We feel unworthy of the position that we're holding. We feel unworthy of the raise, of the promotion. We feel unworthy to fit that title. We feel unworthy of the group of friends. We feel unworthy of the recognition. We feel unworthy of the love that we receive. 
And that's something deep down to our core that we have to work on, right? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, Obviously, the first base level need is physiological, hunger, thirst, all that good stuff. The second thing is safety and security. And then the third thing that we need is love and belonging, that sense of connectedness. And we so desperately have this need, but we feel somewhat unqualified or undeserving of having it. When we have that connectedness, when we have that belonging, there is no imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome comes because you don't think you belong. And you don't think you belong because you feel undeserving or unworthy of being there. So there comes a time when we hear the phrase, fake it till you make it. And I've grown to actually hate that cliche. Um, I, like I said, I battled with depression and faking it just doesn't work. When you fake a smile, it just feels so, so fraudulent and it feels so out of body and it feels like you don't belong because you're putting on this facade yet again and you have all of this crap on the inside. You've got all of the tears that you just want to shed all day long. You've got you, you don't want to be hanging out with people. You don't want to be doing simple, random tasks. You don't want to be out in the sunlight. You just want to feel all the feels. And I feel like when we fake it, and because we, we've grown up in a society that says hide your emotions, don't showcase any of that, you have to be strong and you have to be smiling and happy all the freaking time. Because of that culture, faking it, is detrimental. It is lethal, actually. It's very fatal to your well-being. I'm so thankful that now I am in a place where I know that it's okay to feel feels other than positivity. It's okay to be negative. And I want you guys to hear that. It's okay to feel negative. You you shouldn't have to uh, feel positive all the time. I know a lot of times what, what happens is we have like a negative thought and we think, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. No. Feel your feels. Let it out. It's insane the way that we pent up anger and then we say like, oh no, I need to feel this way. So then we try to force ourselves into something that we're not ready to feel because we haven't let go of that negative emotion. Release it from who you are. Then focus on the positivity. The reason also why I hate the term faking it till you make it or fake it till you make it is because Oftentimes when you fail, when you are faking something and you fail, you end up having more tears or you feel more down um, and depressed and you blow up or when you fall short, it just hits so much harder because you've been faking it and putting on a facade and saying like, hey, this really isn't who I am. And then you fall short and say like, okay, yeah, this definitely isn't who I am. And I feel so bad about not being who I was meant to be. Some renditions of the phrase fake it till you make it that I actually like are face it till you make it and embody it until you become it. So with face it till you make it, this came from a coach within the network um, that I'm in. And I can't remember exactly who. I think it might have been Angie Belmar. But what that really means and facing it till you make it is really understanding like, okay, what is off? Why am I not... Um, feeling 100% me? Why do I feel like I need to hide? What do I feel like I need to put on a front? Um, and, and really face those, those 
thoughts in your mind and what's happening in your world. Face the issues head on. Face the issues that are going on in your life head on. Face the mental struggles. Face the back and forth that's going on in your mind. Face your thoughts. Face your actions. Face your beliefs. Face everything that you feel like is holding you back from being your truest, authentic, most authentic self. And then once you've worked your way through that, then you'll make it. You'll be such a better human you'll feel a lot better and you will truly have made it. The other one is embody it until you become it. And that is from Keisha Fitzgerald, my like favorite podcaster of all time right now. Um, she has the podcast Empower Her. And I strongly suggest that you listen to her weekly. She posts twice a week. Um, and, and what that really says as embodying it until you become it, it means be it. Don't wait for the right time. Don't wait for it to come to you. Don't wait till a different time to say like, oh, I'm ready now. Or when I'm this age, I won't feel as bad. Like nobody's coming. That is a reel that I absolutely love. There's a reel going around. I think it might also be a TikTok because usually TikTok comes first and reel that says nobody's coming. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to tell you not to spend that money. Nobody's coming to tell you to work out or to eat this or eat that or not eat this. And um, nobody's coming. Embody what who you want to be, that version of you that we just talked about. Who is that? Embody that today until you actually become that person. And I know that's easier said than done, a lot easier said than done. But little by little, when you chip away at who you are, who you want to be, you will get there. This last portion of this episode, I want to talk about 10 different ways of how we can overcome the imposter syndrome and truly just live a, a, a better life for ourselves where we feel our most authentic, where we don't have to fake anything and we can be 100% real. The first way is that we dive deeper into what's being said. Those voices that pop up that sing like, oh, you're not qualified or who are you to be in this business meeting? Who are you to lead this team? Um, do I fit in into this friend group or whatever it is? Dive deeper into what's being said and, and understand like what those words are. Again, going back to episode one, understanding those voices, acknowledging that they're there and then going dive deeper into why they are showing up when are they showing up what is triggering you to have that thought and then understand why that thought is coming up is it because of something that somebody told you in your past is it because of societal belief that's been passed down is it because of the history of the company is it the history of the person that you're dealing with what is telling you to say these things to yourself about yourself the second thing that we can do to overcome is dive deeper into what we're feeling when these thoughts come up. How does it make you feel? Nine out of 10 times, actually 10 out of 10 times, it's not going to leave you feeling good. But why are those feelings coming up? Why do you feel like a failure? Why do you feel like you can't lead? Once you truly understand why it is that you are feeling the way that you're feeling, or the thoughts are roaming in your head rent-free, then you can truly start to make a plan of action towards dealing with them and facing it till you make it. The third thing that we can do is combat it with education. A lot of times, like I said, like we feel or we have that thought of I'm unqualified. Well, if you feel unqualified or you don't feel like a good leader, listen to some personal development on leadership. Go watch a YouTube video on leadership. 
Go read books. Go to a webinar. Go to an in-person seminar. Do what you have to do. Combat whatever you feel like is missing with education because once you're educated, then you know and you can no longer say that about yourself. Action breeds confidence. Number four, create the version of you you'd like to be with the life that you live and embody that person. How, do, how would they respond to the situation that you're in? How do they feel? How would they act? How do they think, right? Really, truly think about, okay, if this is the person that I want to become, how would they respond in this moment right now with this certain situation? How would they act? How would they think? What would they be their thought process? And then embody that. Become that person. Number five, define what success looks like for you. And in terms of overcoming this thought pattern, and then set small goals to get there. Like I said, it's easier to um, take whatever your goal is and that person that you want to become or this thought that you're having and turning it into a positive one, break it into small chunks, and then understand, like, Understanding that what that big goal is, and that's technically what success is for you. So if you're feeling like you're not a good leader, well, the outcome that you would like to have, that goal, what success would look like for you is being a good leader would be leading someone in a certain direction, whether that is leading a meeting or leading a team project over the course of three months. I don't know. Um, Leading a team to a certain rank or goal or whatever, or income, something like that. Doing like setting that goal, seeing what success looks like for you at the end of that, and then breaking that up into small chunks, kind of like reverse engineering. So you have this big goal, setting that into small goals over a certain um, period of time, making it a smart goal, and then going after it. Number six, get comfortable with failure. Know you're not going to be the best, and it's okay if you mess something up. The imposter syndrome, I said at the, um, earlier, comes with this, this fear of failure. We don't want to fail. Like, oh, I don't think I'm a good leader because I don't want to fail at leading. Or like, I don't think I belong in this friend group because I don't want to fail at being a friend. I think we all have this this fear of failure like inside of us, whether we want to admit it or not. And it holds us back. And a lot of times, like I said, that that shows up in terms of the imposter syndrome. And if we get comfortable with failure, if we understand the fact that failure is just a part of freaking life, you cannot succeed without failure. Failure is failure shows you the stepping stones to success. Failure is the roadblock or not a roadblock. It is the speed bump on your path. Like you're going to go through it. You have speed bumps. It's totally okay. It's not going to stop you. Or you shouldn't let it stop you, I should say. Failure is inevitable. And I know that sucks to hear. Actually sucks to say. But it is. And the more comfortable that you are with failure, the more you recognize how prevalent it's going to be in your life, the sooner you can realize that it's okay and that everyone goes through it. And then you feel less alone. You feel more seen. You feel like you're on the right path. You don't feel like you're faking it. You don't feel like a fraud. You feel like you because you know you're on the right course. Things are happening for you, not to you. 
Number seven, surround yourself with people who make you feel amazing for being you and bring out your truest self. When you feel like an imposter, you know there's at least one person right now today that you're thinking of as I'm saying this that makes you feel alive, that makes you feel like you can be 100% you all the time and they love you no matter what. You feel comforted in that and just knowing that. So surround yourself with more people like that who make you feel like your most authentic self and then you won't feel like you're faking anything. You won't feel like this need to be a fraud or an imposter or put on this facade. You will feel 100% you all the time and it will make you feel more confident and it will help you live a happier, healthier life. Number eight, you are not what you do. Your worth is determined outside of your actions. I just want that to be said. You are not what you do. And your worth is not determined by your actions. So when you have this imposter syndrome saying like, oh, I'm not good enough. Or I I don't think I'm qualified enough. Or anything enough. You are. And what you physically do If you fail at a goal, again, we're getting comfortable with failure, but if you fail at a goal, that doesn't make you a failure. You are worth so much more than the actions that you take. Number nine, do more of what builds your confidence and do less of what doesn't. I actually just heard an amazing podcast by Ed Milet, the Ed Milet Show, and it was with Dean Graziosi. Was on success and happiness, and Dean talks about how in in, in society today we talk a, a lot about identifying your weaknesses and doing more of those so that you can strengthen them. Right? We all hear strengthen your weaknesses, um, but Dean's approach, which I absolutely loved, was saying, "Well, do less of your weakness and do more of what you're good at." Stay with what you're strong at because what's going to happen is you're going to build your confidence even more knowing like, hey, I've got this. This is the one thing that I'm good at. This is the two, three things that I'm good at. I'm going to stay strong with these and I'm going to employ someone else or I'm going to delegate the things that I'm not good at to someone else who is strong in that, which is very smart in my opinion. Yes, I still want you to grow. Yes, I still think it is important to understand your opportunities for growth and to develop those specific areas. But I think it's also smart to understand that with every single action that you take, if you are continually putting in yourself putting yourself into positions where you are going to fail, which is, I mean, again, part of life, but you're going to fail time and time and time again, and it's chipping away at your confidence, stop doing it. Do more of what makes you feel confident and do less of what doesn't. And number 10, understand that you're not alone. Successful people have felt this way too. I know it's hard to believe, but you're a successful person. And the people that we think of as successful, Oprah, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, John Stamos, like people that we think of as successful in life, They've gone through this too. They feel it too. The imposter syndrome is real. It doesn't discriminate, okay? So again, I'm going to read these 10 things that we can do to overcome the imposter syndrome. One, dive deeper into what's being said. Two, dive deeper into what I'm feeling. Three, combat it with education. Number four, create the version of you you'd like to be with the, um, in the life that you're living and embody that person. Number five, Define what success looks like for you in terms of overcoming this thought pattern 
and set small goals to get there. Number six, get comfortable with failure. Number seven, surround yourself with people who make you feel amazing for being you and who bring out your truest self. Number eight, you are not what you do. Your worth is determined outside of your action. Number nine, do more of what builds your confidence and do less of what doesn't. And then number 10, understand you're not alone. Successful people have felt this way too. Girlfriend, you are not alone. As the official hive girl, I struggle with this too, especially as I step into new levels in my life. But we are both learning and that's what life's about. You're not living if you're faking it. And I've faked it long enough for the both of us. So I want you to spread that smile. I want you to unleash the crazy laugh. Be free of whatever has been holding you back from being you 100%. Your one and only precious life is way too important to be stressed out about what other people think. Care about what you think more. Don't rush your timeline. Stop comparing your journey and be the best person you can be today. Keep your head up and keep going, queen. You've got this. And I'll be cheering and rooting for you always. Bye, girl. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, let me know by leaving a review. Or better yet, share it on your Instagram story and tag me so I can personally thank my new bestie. And while we're at it, let's go ahead and set up a date for next time. How does Monday sound? (laughs) Perfect. I'll see you then, girl. Bye.